Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. Board Game Gumbo is a proud member of Punchboard Media. It's our episode 105, and we've got a special guest tonight, Spencer Williams from the Lighten Up Initiative, and from something else that uh, you might remember from the Dice Tower, the old married with uh, board games. Check out our other fine members like our iHeart Board Games, Jesse and Melissa, they just joined uh, Punchboard Media. They have a Twitch channel. They do live plays. They do unboxings. And you can see them doing a lot of digital now. But just this week, they started doing a little bit more of the live gaming. So you'll see digital and mixture of live gaming. It's great. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hey, hit us up on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Board Game Gumbo. And we'll be looking for your questions in the chat. But enough blather. Let's get right to our special guest, my old buddy Spencer Williams. Hey, man, welcome back to the show. Hey, glad to be back. And I have something to bring to the table. Oh, I'm ready. What you got? Oh, I'm just talking about board game stuff. That's you right. said we all have something to bring to the table. So We all have something. And, and speaking of that, tell the chat crew, what is this Lighten Up Initiative? What, what do you bring to board gaming with this? Well, so the whole idea behind Lighten Up Initiative is there was one day I was scrolling through Twitter and I just saw like tweet after tweet after tweet of people being all grumpy. Like, I don't like you. I don't like the games you play. What you're playing is dumb. And I was like, man, that's that's terrible. That's no fun. I mean, it sounds silly. But I mean, if you see that day after day after day, it's it can be pretty, uh, pretty debil- not bil- debilitating, but you know what I'm trying to say. And uh, so I thought, you know, I want to kind of be the opposite end of that. I don't want to be uh, part of the the people that beat people down every day. I want to be the opposite, put out content that makes people laugh or at least gives them a nice feeling on the inside. And so um, that's how I got the idea for Lighten Up Initiative. Just tell people, hey, lighten up. Don't take board games so seriously. Just have fun with them. They're games. We're here to play play together, play play games, have fun, and no reason why you should be taking it so seriously. So that's the story behind that. Yeah, and you and one of the things that you talk about is it this has nothing to do with the serious issues of society or even board gaming. What you're talking about is the nitpicky little things when people are sniping about games or how you rated this or did you like that. One of the things that I hate is on a Facebook group, somebody will be all excited about this game they just bought and they're putting it on the table. And then three people will, what do they, what do they say? Will yuck the yums. They'll come yeah. right out and say, yeah, that's the worst game. You should yeah. have never bought that game. Exactly. Who does that, right? That, that's absolutely the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And it's that kind of thing. It's like people that, you know, ooh, you like Cthulhu games? That's a way overused theme. How could you, you know? Or like, you know, like on Kickstarters, people are so, so privileged that, oh, well, I didn't get my game right when you said I did. So I'm going to throw throw you in the trash as a publisher. I'm going to talk bad about you. Um, it's that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when it comes to the real social issues and whatnot, that's not really my my strong point, I don't have like the words and the eloquence to talk about that kind of stuff, but, um, I can be silly and I can, um, make dad jokes. And, um, that's, that's where I go into my corner of the content. 
Hey, lighten up, right? That's right. Speaking of fun people, Mick's here. Mick Fitch. Hey, what's up, Mick? From uh, Our Family Plays Games. And there's Steve, the name father, who's going to be producing the show. And speaking of that, here's the name father himself. Where are you, Steve? Are you coming in? There he is. There's Steve. Hey, Steve. I am, guys. How you doing? Great. I don't think you guys have met before. Have you guys met? We have not. Welcome to the show, Spencer. Thank you. I'm having a great time already. Spencer, have cool. you been to PAX uh, U in the past? I haven't. It's one of those I have not either. go to, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I are both BGG Con guys, right? That's right. Ever since the split happened, that's where we've been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve is uh, over there near Montreal, and he goes to PAX U. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> New York City. It's a little town outside of uh, Montreal. I don't know if you've it's heard small, of it or not. It's a small little borough outside of Philly. And there's Verla, who's checking in. She says, love the idea of the Lighten Up Initiative. Thank you, Verla. I like the idea, too. So there's a video you've got out that I really enjoyed the other day, and it's the video about about how to be a board gamer. Where did you get this idea, Spencer? So there have been a couple of times where I've seen, you know, those old 1950s instructional sure, videos sure. or like, you know, how to have good hygiene or the one that I was really inspired by when I was doing my research was how to throw up, how, how to throw a good party. And they're real funny, real cheesy, like, you know, real serious though. Like this is, you really needed to have these instructions on how to throw a good party. And it's just, um, I just thought this is great, a great idea for some kind of board game video. And I've also always had the idea that I wanted to just kind of poke fun a little bit at some of the the stereotypes of board game reviewers, just kind of, again, to not take ourselves so seriously. And um, Not even yourself, right? Not even yourself, right? And so, like, I go through this how to be a board game reviewer in this video. And this is is the how to part. Yeah. (laughs) Me me thinking of how, what, what does my list need to consist of, of the things that I need to do to be a board game reviewer. And so I go through this list and it's ridiculous stuff. Like you have to stand in front of your Calax shelf or else people won't take (laughs) you seriously. Uh, (laughs) So um, I've got an excuse. I, yeah, I, um, I would say that at least, 85 to 90 percent of the things i poke fun of in the video are things that i've done or i'm still doing so um it's just silly that if you've ever watched a board game review before you'd know okay i see what he's going for there um but i I had a lot of fun with it i call this the many faces of spencer as we're going as we're going through the video you've got it all i can showing off the box cover yep i can be pretty expressive with my face so it, it was fun to yeah, that's that's the best one right there. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah, the, what was fun was playing around with the different like the projector, old projector effects, and um, the audio like sounds like it's bad audio quality from the fifties, which is kind of my way of covering up for the bad audio I recorded. So it kind of worked. He's got the, he's got the line that kind of drifts through, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. sort of like it's right. film. You know what I'm talking about, Steve? Oh no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the old film strips with the with the voiceover. Say, Mike, what do you got going there? So, so I'm, it, that's exactly what he was going for. I'm assuming. That's- so it sort of sounds like your voice being the narrator is it you or did you get a friend to do it that is me okay. um yeah. i really i like to play around with my voices um and so i worked talked to myself quite a bit coming up with that voice so there was a lot of me in my room shut off oh, how does this sound no i don't like that and oh, you know i had to find just the right intonation and then adding the radio old radio effect on it really helped too 
I think you really captured those old type videos, but that's not all you do on the Lighten Up Initiative. I saw you also do some unboxings. Is that right? Well, yeah. So I do unboxings, but and, and most of them are pretty standard. But the most recent one I did was actually another kind of funny sketch kind of thing, and it was for a Tiny Epic Tactics. I did an unboxing for that that they sent for me to do a video for. And what I do is I have it, and the whole idea behind the the game is okay. They pack so much stuff inside this tiny box. This there's this so much epicness in this game, and it's so. True. I start reaching in and I pull out some arrows. I pull out some batterings. I pull out the expansion. I just pull out all a bunch of random stuff out of the box. And then finally I end with, I pull out this giant player mat that goes with the game. And so um, that was a lot of fun to do. And there was a little bit of camera trickery there, but I also literally, if I'm going to give away the secret here, I literally cut a hole in a desk to make this video work. Did you really? <laughs> Wow. Commitment. Yes. Um, Commit to the bit. We Commit were, to the bit. We were done with it. We probably could have used it somewhere else, but uh, Laura got a new desk and we didn't really need it anymore. So I was like, this is perfect timing to cut a hole in the desk. So there was that. So Verla says, hey, if you want to get away from some of the toxicity and some of the negativity, she says migrate over to Instagram. I'm not a big Instagrammer. We do have an account and somebody posts for us every once in a while. But she says she's yet to see anyone there yucking anyone's yums. And also check out the best uh, one of the best Facebook game groups out there. It's called the Gateway and Filler Games Group. It's run by Chuck Yeager, not that guy, a different Chuck Yeager. And Chuck does a fantastic job. Chuck and Nina, right? Yeah. Yep, Chuck Nina's and Nina, do, yeah, Nina, uh, who who plays games with us on Friday night. Chuck and Nina do a fantastic job of moderating it. It's all about friendliness. We have lots of newcomers to the hobby, but mm -hmm. we have people. Steve, tell them we got oh. people that bring in games, and I've been playing games a long time, and I don't even recognize some of these games, Spencer. I mean, oh yeah, it's fun to see these gateway games from the seventies and eighties being popped out, and some of them I remember, and I go, oh my god, I forgot about that game. But what's <laughs> What's nice is that it's all encouraging. And, you know, I, I guess there's corners of Reddit or BGG that would say it's a bunch of Care Bears, but that's not what's important. What's right. important is that there should be a safe place for new people to come in and talk about their games. Because all of us, Spencer, at one time bought our first board game and would just got jazzed up about it, right? Absolutely. Totally. I know mine, the one game that got me into the hobby was Munchkin. Really? Uh, it was. You're a Munchkin guy, okay. I I was. Um, it was one of those things where I played it, loved it, had a great time. And then I was like, okay, I got to go find more. I want to get all the sets. And so every time I go into the store to get a, a new Munchkin set, I'd be like, oh, what's this over here? And that's really how I started discovering all these other board games that are out there. And, um, I've left Munchkin behind, but a lot of people love Munchkin and that's great. Especially if it's something that gets you into the hobby. Again, not going to say, ha ha, you like Munchkin, you're an idiot. Um, cause we don't do that, but I did play Munchkin a long time ago. I played the base Munchkin adventure yeah. set. I've never played any of the others, but I will tell you, I've always been curious. Do the others play differently or are they like Monopoly where they're just themed differently? Pretty much like that. They're themed differently and they will have slight will, variations. Yeah. Slight They'll variations, especially. Yeah, so I haven't played any of like the newer, newer stuff. I probably it has probably been five years since I've played any. Um, but I know I had like the pirate one and then the spy one and Cthulhu. Cthulhu, of course, any kind of Cthulhu game you throw in there's gonna add some kind of insanity, insanity. or something. Yeah. So that was a little bit different. But for the most part, if you've played one, you can play any of the other ones. 
It was the same for me too, Spencer, actually, because that was around the same time that my son was uh, interested in doing that with his friends. Mm -hmm. So we would go to the game store, we would play that, and it would be an awful lot of take that and got you and, and team up on dad. But then yeah. we would play something else too. Um, awesome. And it's very much the way in for us, even though I think both of us have grown and done other things in, in, since then. But it was the way in. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it is for a lot of people. My scout troop loves two games that are not the same, but have sort of similar things. Munchkin and Betrayal in the House on the Hill. Betrayal in the House on the Hill, I tolerate. I like the new <laughs> ver I like the one with the D&D &D one. If you haven't played the D&D &D one, mm -hmm. it's actually fun. It's Baldur's fun. Gate. Baldur's yeah, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. But the Betrayal one, it's like, it's so hit or miss for me. I've played, probably played it four or five times now. And my scout troop, they, they just love playing it. But they love that. Munchkin, Betrayal in the House, beat up on somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that, that's the fun of it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my, my problem is that out of the four or five scenarios I've played, like half of them were like, wow, this is just crazy fun. And the other half were like, this is insane. <laughs> this is broken. This doesn't even work. That's the maybe, point. Maybe you just get go with the flow with it and have a good yeah, time. So exactly I'm, actually not, I'm actually not knocking the game. Yeah. Because the times that I've played that I've had fun, I had a blast. There was this tree one where the tree was alive and was shaking us and throwing us around. There were squirrels running around. It was really a lot of fun. And the and the one with Baldur's Gate was was a really good one too. So I'm definitely not knocking it all. Munchkin, well, though, I haven't played since you know 20 years. So we've played uh, like played through half of Betrayal Legacy, and that is just it's just it it's insane what kind of stuff comes out there. It's it's a but it's a blast. It's so much fun. But the other thing you do, and we talked about iHeart Board Games, you do uh, some live plays, not on Twitch. It's on YouTube. Isn't that right? Well, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Sort of. Um, this is actually something we just got into because of the pandemic. Um, we're just, Laura and I just decided, let's just start streaming board games. You know, we play them anyway. Let's see what happens if we just start streaming them. And so we started... Um, probably about a month and a half ago and i've got every every time we stream i change something make something better at least try to incorporate something new but um we stream to twitch facebook and uh youtube all at the same time so trying to catch people on different platforms um but i will find that i do find that the majority of people watching watch on facebook just because you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see a video, it's easier to stop than going to one of those other platforms and, and finding finding it. Um, but, yeah, we just um, – we average about two streams a week now, exception of this week, uh, which we're doing something a little special this week. And that ties into what we're talking about here. BJ, from where you can go, I've got my guest here, Spencer Williams from the Lighten Up Initiative. You might remember him from Married with Board Games over on the Dice Tower. You are a big fan of Red Raven Games and Huge. Ryan Lockett's designs. And I got to watch last night, in fact, I got to watch you and Laura do a full playthrough of a beautiful underwater game called Deep Fence. That's right. The elevator pitch. What's Ryan Lockett doing with this game? So in this game, each player is creating their own underwater ecosystem down in under the sea. And um, actually what's really neat is the 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 creatures used in this game and the formations like the, the vents, the white smoker um, there, it's all real. Like, so none of this is, is made up. And they totally did their research uh, on all these different. Are creatures. you kidding? I thought these, all these weird names were just made up stuff that, no. that Ryan and the designer came up with. No, 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 no. These are all real. And um, they really did the research on, on, on how they all work together because the effects that they do or the way that they grow are all real thematic with with what what they go along with so like that um 
that shark. I forget what sh- what that shark is called there, but there's the, the goblin the, shark. Yeah, the goblin shark um, does. You know, it attacks whenever you whenever you trigger it. Um, but yeah, each one has some kind of ability, and then it also has a way that it grows. Um, and so you're you're choosing, trying to choose the best combination of. You only get to choose to either grow or trigger an ability on one of these creatures when it's your turn. So you have to choose, okay, do I grow now or do I trigger its ability? Which to trigger its ability, you need certain resources. And so there's some engine building going on there. There's some, you know, chain reaction type stuff going on that's really neat. Um, you What you do is you you build until everybody has eight of those hexes. And that's the that's the cap, the cap to the limit on the size of your your little ecosystem there. And then once everybody has eight, the game's over. And then whoever has the most of the little, um, we get points by getting the um, resources called, yeah, called Archaea. And um, you get some points from those shells that you get, um, but whoever has the most points at the end wins. And um, I think it's really neat just the way all of the hexes work together and trigger off of each other. I've got a shot of your actual uh, screenplay from last night. That's you. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't see you right now. That's behind the gumbo. And then <laughs> Laura on the bottom. <laughs> I love how you did all the little graphics. As we did our chats from all the different streams, you know, everybody was kind of chatting with each other and having mm-hmm. fun. And and for people that play games, you get to watch them play the game, see it. But also, Spencer, I think you and Laura have such good chemistry with the chat where it was engaging. There was a question about. You know, if you could have any accent you wanted, you know, you you could you could uh, just mention that, and that was a lot of fun. So it almost felt like I know what you guys are doing. You know, yeah. I see you, I see you coming. It was like <laughs> doing like a game night. You know what I mean, Steve? Where right. you're just chatting with right. people and and having fun with it. Now, what is that little thing at the top, though? You might want to tell the, the chat crew what is that little strange lettering at the top? Absolutely. So the whole reason why we we played that game is I worked with with. Uh, uh, Brenna at at, uh, at Red Raven Games about doing a giveaway of Deep Vents. And so we got a copy to stream, but we also have a brand new copy of the game. It's not in stores yet uh, to give away and, well, a giveaway. And the way we're getting people the ability to enter that giveaway is to come watch our streams. And this week we're doing an entire week of Red Raven Game streams. Um, every single day. So last night we did Deep Vents. Today we did Haven, which was a lot of fun. Then tomorrow we're doing Near and Far. Mm, my favorite. Good opportunities for some voice acting and some uh, characters oh. being created. Looking forward to that. Then uh, Thursday will be The Ancient World. And Friday will be my favorite, Islebound. Um, and so that. what I do, what we do is um, whenever you come to the stream, we give out a link. And that link will take you to an entry page. And it's different for each one, so you can't just be like all week going to the same one. It closes after 24 hours. Um, But if you come, we'll give you the link, and we'll give you a secret phrase. And um, that's everything you need to enter to win a copy of the game. A very tough, very tough secret phrase, by the way, last night. (laughs) Last night was very... Very easy, very tough. Very tough, tough. So that actually answers one of Mick's questions. Have you played Sleeping Gods or Haven? As Steve said in the chat, they did a live stream of Haven today at 5 o'clock. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing it early. I appreciate it so you could still be on the show. <laughs> it but, was all uh, for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sleeping Gods, so that is on my radar. I didn't back it, but I, but I really – I'm thinking about getting it in retail. Have you played Sleeping Gods? I actually – I got to play test it. Yeah, it's it's. Is there a Spencer and Laura card in there somewhere? Or not a card, but we are in the credits in the rule. Oh, nice. Yes. So, 
I think, I think it's going to be the game of the year. Really? Wow, you like it that much? Just what I know about it and what I know people are liking these days. Um, and not, of course, I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of companies don't talk about what they're coming out with, you know, halfway through the year. And who knows how this, this pandemic has affected all of that. But from what I know at this point, I would say that it's going to be game of the year material. Solo only, correct? Oh, no, no. Up to four people can play. Up to four people. Okay. Yeah. At first it was one to two players, but then they increased it. To I remember that. That's what I was thinking. It was one to two early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Near and far was actually my game of the year for 2017, 2018? Yeah, 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my game of the year. Yeah, 2017, because Detective, I think, was uh, was 2018. So, yeah, Near and Far was just absolutely fantastic. I, I, yeah. I played, I don't even know how many times I played. My sons and I liked it. We played a little campaign. We played the expansions. We've had such a good time. But but Deep Vince looks really interesting. It's, it's one that he did the artwork, but it doesn't look like he designed it. What, what do you know about the designer? He actually co-designed it with okay. uh, uh, a man named Alex Davis. Um, okay. So they they they're good friends and they work together on. I know he does a lot of play testing with with Ryan and uh, he was actually at the Red Raven Games booth this last time at BGG Con. Um, so um, whenever you told me about it at BGG Con, it's like that sounds real interesting because it's it's a it's a big departure from at least from what they've been doing recently. And um, I think it works. I think it works really well. What's amazing is that, you know, usually I, I felt like I was up on Red Raven and what was coming out. But now they're doing these games with with Target or with their own releases that they kind of spring on us. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going the Kickstarter route. So so obviously Ryan is feeling his, you know, that the company's grown enough where he can get out there and do a, a surprise retail push and get that buzz going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. lots of Red Raven love in the chat tonight. Yeah, there's. I yeah. mean, you can see all the people talking about Artifacts Inc. and everything else. Yeah, um, uh, Artifacts Inc. Uh, um, Megaland was one of those surprise kind of straight to target kind of things. Um, Rome, Rome is great. I got to do the Kickstarter video for Rome. I watched so that, it. That one's a lot of fun. In fact, uh, you talked about Rome in the last time uh, you were on the show, if I remember right. I think that's most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So Verla says her mom was excitedly texting me and one of our gamer friends about Deep Vince this morning. So see, the buzz you did with your show yesterday is getting it out there. Hey, I'm glad to know it's working. So Deep Vince, uh, how long does it take to play? It looked like you guys fit it in about 45 minutes if you were playing pretty normal. Yeah, it's it's a pretty quick game, especially, like I said, you only play eight rounds and those rounds can go pretty quick. Now, as it two players... So, of course, it's going to be more four players. And the first several times you play is going to be longer than more just because the biggest uh, barrier, I guess, is there are these little icons all over the different hexes. And there's not just like three or four that once you know you're good, there are a lot of different ones. So it's going to take you a little bit to get used to them. But it's worth it, I think. And um, it, it, they have to be that way in order to have the different the individual um, effects on each one um so once you kind of get the hang of how it works um it makes more sense but those first several games you're gonna have to stop okay what does this mean you look over and take a look and but i think it's all worth it and that's deep vents from red raven games it'll be out anytime Um, they said um early early orders can have it in by august i think okay I don't know if they're doing pre-orders on the website. I think they are, but I'm not sure. So it, it would typically have been a Gen Con release. Then. It actually was going to be um, 
April, there was like a game, some kind of special game day in April for uh, local game stores. Okay. They were, were going to release it as part of that deal, but you know, yeah, you know how things change. BJ from Board Game Go. I've got my guest here, Spencer Williams from the Lighten Up Initiative, and we're talking spicy hot games. And one of the games that you wanted to talk about was a game called The Alpha from Bicycle, the U.S. playing cards people that are giving a push into to board games. What can you tell us about The Alpha? So they they just are doing two games, and I think they're about to go out in stores here pretty soon. But uh, one is The Alpha, one's called Exchange. But the one I was most interested in um, is The Alpha, and I didn't know a whole lot about it, but after playing it, I started thinking, okay, there's something here. I didn't know what to expect from the bicycle company. Um, But the idea is you play, it's a three to six player game, and each person has their own pack of wolves. And you have a board, and around the board are different locations, and the locations represent uh, a different animal that you can go hunt. So there's like a moose, there's a deer, there's an elk, um, there's... Uh, a beaver there's fish so each one of those has diff- different amounts of food up for grabs and um, whenever e- each round what will happen is uh, everybody will take a turn putting out their little wolf meeples and at, at the different locations so you can see right there there's a hare beaver you'll put them one one at a time at the different locations and the idea is you want to have the most wolves at each location. And if you do, you become the alpha pack. And if you're the alpha pack, you get to roll the die, and that tells you how much food uh, you get to get for your pack. But if there's a tie for the alpha, um, you will do a thing that called the prisoner's dilemma. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I've played this game twice. So. Oh, you have played it? Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things where um, you have a fight or share token. And secretly, you and the person you're fighting against, or multiple people can be can be multiple people, will choose either to fight or share. And if only one of you reveal fight, well, that person gets all the food. But if multiple people select fight, well, they don't get the food, and then you come away with an injured wolf. Um, but if everybody has chosen share, well, then you all share the food. So it's just kind of one of those things where you either kind of have to read your opponent or um, a little you know, negotiation, little bluffing, little table talk, right? Right, right. Knowing when to cooperate and when to defect. Exactly. So if, you've ever, if you've ever played a game called Dead Last, it uses the Prisoner's Dilemma. But the twist that I like about um, the Alpha with the Prisoner's Dilemma is the fact that you can sneak in with one wolf just in case you see that little tie. Tell them about that, Spencer. Do you know that mechanic I'm talking about, the, the scraps or scavenger? Yeah, yeah. so... From my understanding, it was that if if there's a tie and they and both packs have chosen fight, then they're both injured. They're both injured, and you're still there with with maybe one wolf. You will get the food. You'll get the food. You'll get the scraps while every while the the two wolf packs are fighting it over. If you've ever seen in these nature videos, you see the little wolf comes in and steals the food and runs yeah. away while while the pack is distracted. That's basically what happens in this game. Right. So, yeah. so I, I will tell you, my two plays have been kind of uneven. I'm not not so sure this is quite the game that 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 would fit with most uh, game groups. I'm not really recommending it, but I do enjoy that mechanic. Yeah. I enjoy the prisoner's dilemma, the table talk, the fighting. The rest of the game just seems like it could have used one more round of streamlining maybe. Yeah. More I, I think that one of the things that makes it, you know, some sometimes disappointing is that a lot of times all of the food that you get depends on that one die roll which can yeah. end up going nothing you can end up getting nothing out of it have you put have you ever put three or four wolves fighting for one of the big ones and then both of you ro- roll an x and neither one gets anything 
Boy, um, that, that's a killer. Yeah, so I've only played it at three players. How, what's what's the most you've played it as? I played it at uh, three and three. at full six. Okay. Three and six. Did you find one was better than the other? I think if I'm going to play it, I'm going to play with more players. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't think three was very fun at all. Yeah. I really don't. Six, I will say, there was a lot of there was a lot of backstabbing and table talk and negotiation. Mm-hmm. And I think that so so I'm not going to recommend it, but I'm going to tell you if your group likes that table talk and negotiation and and hey, let's let's go truce here. Come on, let's fight on this one. If you like that kind of stuff, then I think you might like the alpha. Yeah, and and that's what because I recorded a review uh, hasn't gone up yet. But that was the kind of the thing I said was, you know, if, if you're into strategy and that kind of thing, this isn't your game. But I think it does have an audience, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're like this exactly type of group you're talking about. Um, and if, if you don't want to if you're just looking for like a good fun, just having a good time, backstabbing each other, whatever, depending on your group, you'll um, have a fun with it. I think a lot of people also like some of the newer people getting into board games or maybe like, so if you're at Walmart, their whole idea is to sell these at, you know, big box stores. So like I would recommend just someone having played nothing, pick this up over, you know, something else. And then that gives them a little bit of a taste of, you know, area control and the prisoner's dilemma, that kind of thing that some basics that might want them coming back for more. At least see a mechanic that they've never seen in a game before. Right. Thinking, oh, there's something different here. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit of worker placement. You're going to get a little bit of area, uh, well, not area control, area majority, right? Area majority, yeah. And and you're going to get uh, you're going to get a lot of table talk and negotiation with that prison's dilemma. Um, it's not really I split you choose because you don't pick the side. You you either get it or you don't, or or you you pick up the scraps. Right. Uh, and I will say this: the the first game that I, that I reviewed with them, Shuffle Grand Prix, man. That just missed the t- that just missed the mark. This game, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that was their that was their first um, little board game that they came out with last year. It just it missed okay. the mark for me. It's just, it, it's just not my type of game. It, yeah. It's look if you like Cards Against Humanity or Munchkin or any of those type of mm. games, then you're gonna like Shuffle Grand Prix. And I know a lot of people do, so I am not yucking on it. It's just <laughs> it's just not my type of game. Yeah. Uh, the Alpha is getting closer, and the production value. Steve, I don't know if Spencer mm-hmm. agrees with me because I haven't seen his review. The production value is really good, except for yeah. one thing. Did you do you agree with me that the dice color choices? Yeah, I mentioned that. I mentioned that in my, in my review. When we first played it, we got because we didn't play with a full player count. You don't play with all the, all the animals, so we put the wrong dice with the wrong with the wrong animal because they look the same color. And yeah. it, it's, Steve, it matters because the dice actually are completely different. These are unique mm-hmm. dice for each uh, animal, which, by the way, you know, bad on me. All you got to do is look at the dice and you see, okay, this one matches up to deer. But what's right. the first thing you do? You look at the color and you look at the dice and you grab them. I'm not the only one. Glenn from uh, Board Games and Bourbon, he said the same thing. Hey, how, how does a game get this far and not have a better palette of colors for the dice? You know, right. I, I don't know. But – there are some fun moments in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can recommend it. You know, on the Dukes of Dice scale that Steve and I know real well, on the on the six, you know, zero to six scale, it's going to be a three, three and a half. You know, so That's an average game, it. it's going to be good for some groups, maybe not good for others. I was telling Bradley from the Gumbo Crew, I was like, you know what? This is a kind of game that if we're looking for something at the end of the night, we got five or six people, and we mm-hmm. just we don't want to think too hard, but we want to we want to trash talk, and we want to you know, want to kind of push each other's buttons. The alpha would fit that, Spencer, yeah, don't you think? Definitely. I definitely agree. Yeah. So 
not something I can quite recommend, but uh, <laughs> something that I think that some groups are are going to like. And I and, and good on Bicycle for seemingly improving their production and improving their gameplay. Hey, it's only their second game out, right? So right. We'll see what happens Progress. at that point. Progress. BJ from Board Game Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Spencer from uh, Lighten Up Initiative. Sorry, I'm distracted because I was looking at a picture here. I wanted to pull up something that I'm not sure if you have played or not. Let me see if I can find that picture. So you and Laura have a great chemistry. You'll have all these funny accents and scenarios and skits. If you've seen any of their older videos, Steve, so, you know, they, they, they will go out in the neighborhood, into the woods. They will, <laughs> yeah. they will commit to the bit. So yes. I, got to, yep. I got to play a game recently, and I was wondering, because I didn't get to talk to you before the show, have you ever played Fiasco the RPG? I haven't, but it's, it's one of those – I'm not a huge – you may be surprised, but I'm not a huge RPG gamer. And mainly because as much as I like to do characters and that kind of thing, I am more like – I'm a rules guy. You got to give me rules. You gotta, I got to know what I can do. This uh, is why you might like Fiasco. Okay. So it's not what I thought. What I thought was when uh, – and I should mention it's Chris Whitpen from Game All Night. He's been doing Fiasco Nights on Wednesday nights. Punchboard Media Guy. Check out his channel if you want to watch people act silly for four hours. I <laughs> thought it was going to be a D&D night. Nothing against that. I grew up playing D&D. Mm-hmm. I'm a red box guy from the 80s, right? I just mm-hmm. don't do it much anymore. You know, I'd rather play board games now. That's right. just the way it is. My two sons, oh my God, they love Pathfinder. They love all of the uh, D&D uh, adventures. I'd just, I just rather do that. But I love to watch improv. I've mm-hmm. always liked watching them. This is improv, the RPG. Okay, so now I'm listening. Exactly. If you <laughs> like improv, then you might like this. There is a set of rules. And let me see if I can get the picture real quick. The, the, the rules are this. If you look at this picture, you'll see that there's going to be a scenario. And yes, you, you got to watch out. There are thousands of scenarios out there ranging from the very silly to Spencer, the very dark. So, okay. you know, just be careful. Uh, as Steve and I talked off the air, some of them aren't quite family friendly. But the one we did was very family friendly. It was basically murder on the Orient Express. Okay. And then you roll dice and you use those actual dice that you see on the screen mm-hmm. to help you identify what your character is, what your goals are, your motivations are, what's the twist going to be, you know, what's the, what's the bad, who's the heel, what's the bad things that we have to deal with, you know, complications ensue, right? Yeah. On a train, complications ensue. Well, it's not stuff you just make up. It's, it's stuff out of a book. But they're the barest minimum. It'll be just like um, si- uh, sibling rivalry. Mm-hmm. That's what you roll. That's what you have to do. But there's okay. no other. There's no other facts in it. It's up to you to come up with that. And of course, that. we're playing with five people, each with you know different sets of skills, different sets of characterizations. Oh man, it was actually a lot better than I thought it was. It was fun. I am. It was my first time ever doing improv in my entire life. Oh yeah, so, how'd you do? Oh, absolutely horrible. The, the, <laughs> probably the worst improv uh, performance ever in the history of the world. But other than that, it was fine. I bet it was great. No, it was, re- it was really bad. But, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It was a good group. Victor that you see here um, is oh, he's, a, he's smooth and he's, 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 he's actually, I mean, he's almost professional. Pep McDonald from the Watch It Play videos is just a natural guy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Eric and Patrick Hillier, both of them had played before, so they had a comfort level. So I was the only 
rookie joker. But Chris Woodpan is fantastic. He he keeps the thing moving. He was not actually in the fiasco. Mm-hmm. He was just keeping the things moving. So I thought right away while I was playing this game, I was thinking of you and Laura going, wow, they would just have so much fun. That right. does sound fun. Maybe I know somebody that could hook you two up if you're interested. Do a little matchmaking. I yeah. would love that. And I was just thinking, okay, maybe we should stream this, but how do we do it with just two people? That would be tough, I think. Yeah, right. that would be tough. But Chris, an appearance with Chris. Put you on the show. Hey, and we'll, I would love yeah. that. We'll talk off air. Okay, that, that sounds good. So that's Fiasco RPG. Hey, again, I am not recommending this to everybody. Uh-huh. You have to be willing to be silly. If you're, if you're going to do a silly one, you could obviously do a very serious Shakespearean one uh, mm-hmm. if you want to. But I would, no I would do a Shakespearean comedy, not the serious yeah. Shakespearean. So that's what it was. And that is Fiasco RPG. And we'll see if we can get Spencer and Laura hooked up with that. The, last, yeah, the last one I want to talk about, have you played By Council of the West Kingdom yet or any of the West Kingdom games? I haven't played anything of the West Kingdom. Yeah. Well, okay, let me, what was the, Paladins. I've played Paladins a little bit. BJ Morgan, I've got my guest here, Spencer Williams, and we're talking about some of the Spicy Odd games that we've played recently, and one of those that I got to play only virtually, Spencer, I don't know if you know, there's this, wait, hold on, there's this coronavirus quarantine <laughs> going, and unfortunately, I couldn't play, but uh, Alex uh, Goldsmith and Joe uh, at, at Stonemire. So Joe is the uh, demo guy for Stonemire. Uh, okay. Paid employee, and let me tell you what, fantastic game teacher. So I got a personal teach from him and Alex to play Viscount of the West Kingdom. Uh, I've played Paladins. I have not played Architects. Architects. Yeah. You? No. No. Steve? No. Neither one. I played Raiders of the North Sea and Explorers of the North Sea. Either one of those. No, I haven't played any of Shem's games. Out of Shem's games, this is the one I think that I like the most. Now, I will tell you, it's probably the most complicated one. It's a little bit, it's maybe even a little bit more complicated than Paladins, which was a step, way step up. Um, Bicots of the West West Kingdom, I think maybe Shem's best game. Now, I've only played it once, and I played it on Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia on a laptop with a mouse pad, with a, a trackpad. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. This is a game, if you're going to try it virtually, you really need a mouse and a big screen so that you can mm-hmm. see everything. But it's it's got this cool rondelle-like mechanic. It's mm-hmm. not really a rondelle because you don't automatically just move from one space to the other to get it. You mm-hmm. control how far you're going, and you actually control a path. on the, So it's not a true rondelle. You're kind of bouncing in and out of this wheel that you go around. Interesting. So, it, it is just, it's a wicked little game. Let's see if I can get the, oh, nope, that's, <laughs> that's me right now. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we messed it up. So as you can see, it's got kind of that wheel basis, but it's got this cool up, you know, you're upgrading with all the cards that you get to. You're trying to time it where you can move your Viscount onto certain spaces to get the maximum benefit from those spaces. You're investing in the cards so that you can get benefits later. Obviously, the more that you invest in certain ones is going to give you a benefit. So it's got that it's got that sort of engine building, sort of efficiency thing from any great euro. It's got a lot of the mechanics that people are going to be familiar with. I think Alex would back me up. 
<laughs> you just seen what he's running. <laughs> oh man, he's got to shoot like this. Sorry, Alex. But uh, yeah, so Alex, I think we'll back up on this one if he's if he's still willing to speak to me. The uh, that bike counts might be taking some of the experiments that Shem has done with all of the different mechanics and putting them into a tight package that I think really plays well. I, I'm telling you, I, it's not for the faint of heart. It's it's um, I, I'm not saying it's one of those. It's it's not on the level of like a Vital Lacerda. I'm not trying to scare people off. It's not that at all. Mm-hmm. It's the Coimbra level of medium weight Euros, but it's really crunchy, really thinky, and I, I just I enjoyed the heck out of it. Bike counts of the West Kingdom. Looking good. I, I see I see Macau when you put that on the table with that uh with the uh, the windrose pattern with that. I have not played Macau with you yet. I don't think, have I? No. No, we'll have to add that to the list. No, I don't think so. So the the game that I forgot to get a, a picture of. So Spence, you're just gonna have to talk us through on this sure. one. And that is BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Spencer Williams from Lighten Up Initiative, and he's played a spicy hot game called Aftermath. I don't know a lot about it. I haven't played it. What's the elevator pitch on this, Spencer? So Aftermath is from Plaid Hat and designed by Jerry Hawthorne, who has done Mice and Mystics, uh, Stuff Fables, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those kinds of games, the adventure book games. And um, this one is another adventure book game. And the setting is there's been some kind of uh, calamity that's happened and the humans have disappeared. And all this left to roam the earth are various, you know, little little critters, rodents, um, mm. Rats, lizards, um, what uh, cats, all kinds of critters are the main characters in the game. And so, so it's this, with critters instead, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. World? Okay. Right. And well, and, and they understand that the humans are gone. And so they're mystified. They don't know what happened, where, where the humans went. And so there is this mystery going on. Like, that's not the main point of the game to figure out what happened, but it is woven in through the story elements of the game and i think that's really neat and that's one of the really great things about the game is the story there's a lot of great uh, heart and interesting stories written into this game but it's one of those things where you you play on the book one side is the map and the other side is all the different adventure text that okay. when you go to a point of interest on the map you read the entry over here on this side of the board or on, on the book but what you do is each time you play you choose a mission and each mission may take three or four or sometimes five, six pages of map space. And it'll say, you know, if you exit here, go to page, you know, 74. And then once you are down page 74, you might go to page 23. You never know where it's going to take you. Um, but it's it's a campaign game for sure. And it's there's a lot of time there. Um, it's not just something that you'll be, I'm going to play three games and I'm done. If you want something that you can play out over a long extended period of time, this is a is a good one for that. And that's why it's something I want to talk about now is it's fresh on my mind. We've been playing it so much over this, this quarantine two player. You can play it two player, but we've been playing it with our daughter who is seven. Um, yeah, she actually does a quite a, she does a decent job with it. Um, she understands the mechanics. Her main thing is just her attention span. Um, you know, some missions can, can go maybe an hour, some can go longer than that. And so right about that hour is when she starts hmm. getting kind of squirmy and starts getting distracted. Um, is it appropriate for kids? Because it seemed like Stuff Fables had a lot of darkness in it, right? This one actually, I would say, at least from what I've seen, doesn't even doesn't really have what I would call darkness in okay. it. 
Um, what's funny is you look at it, it doesn't look like a kid's game. And I wouldn't say that this is, you know, for seven or eight-year-olds, definitely geared more towards an older audience. But that being said, it's not inappropriate for okay. a seven-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. And she she loves it. Uh, she wants to play it all the time. And we're always like, yes, um, the the mechanisms have been, I would say, upgraded from Stuff Fables. It uses a card system instead of dice. Um, there's a little bit more control over what you can do instead of just rolling, leaving everything up to the dice rolls. Um, great characters in the game, lots of adventure, lots of exploring you can do. Um, I love it. I, I, I think it's a, an awesome job done by the Plaid Hat team. And um, if, if you're into story story-driven games, I definitely recommend this one. We've been playing one called Forgotten Waters from Plat oh. Hat, and I think that's the next evolution of that Aftermath system. Um, it sounds a little bit like it. So Forgotten Waters is one of their <clears throat> crossroad games, like Dead okay. of Winter. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's an evolution, maybe more of just like a borrow of that system of... It, it, oh. But it doesn't feel like Dead of Winter at all. It feels more like those storybook type games because you as you're going through the 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 story itself on, on the map tiles it it says well go well we're doing it vid, digitally i'm assuming that this is how it works if you play it physically it's telling you to go to this certain map or this certain yeah. card or this certain page mm-hmm. and you flip through and go to because it because on the tts thing it tells you you know number 51 and i'm assuming that references a page sort of like you're talking yeah. about with aftermath yeah um little <clears> in <throat> fact i actually play tested forgotten waters Oh, okay. <laughs> so, how do, so when you when you think about the two of them, which one gives you more of that story flavor? Um, I only played through one mission of Forgotten Waters. Okay. Um, I. It's hard to say because with Aftermath, the entire every mission that you go on is part of the entire, you know, um, story. And there are at least 22 missions, missions or side missions. And your characters carry through from each from mission to mission? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So with a, with a campaign, though, with a campaign or something legacy like that, do you need the same number of players and the Good same question. people playing each time? Or can people drop in and out? They can drop in and out. Um, okay. And like some, we switch characters. We don't play with the same okay. characters every time. Um, yeah. And it's completely resettable. So if you play everything that you want and you want to reset it and give it to somebody else you can do that um and there's no like real linear aspect to it so like their missions will be you'll un- you'll unlock missions as you go through um but they'll be numbered so i could do mission five one day and go and do mission 17 the next day um so it's real it's it's much easier to drop in and out of something like that than mm-hmm. you know another campaign game maybe Thomas wants to know, hey, Spencer, what does it take for a game like Aftermath to make it into your collection? What, what's that selling point for you? For Aftermath, first of all, it's it's for a review, so, but I'm keeping it. I'm holding on to it because of, the first of all, the experiences we've had as a family, uh, my wife and, and my daughter and I. It's been something that we've all played. It's yeah. not something that Laura and I play and then maybe bring Emma and we've all played it. So just the experience we've had as a family, um, have really enjoyed it. I like, it's the reason why I want to come back to it over and over. Cause sometimes it's me saying, Emma, you want to play aftermath? <laughs> um, the advent, the sense of adventure in the game, um, 
not knowing what's next in the story. And, you know, I want to know what happens next. So let's play our next mission. You know, I want to, I want to improve my character and get new skills for my character. So let's go on a mission. Um, I'm ready to um, discover more aspects of the story. And I like the mechanics too. I mean, that, that's a major part of it as well. The um, moving around on the map and discovering, going to certain points of interest, right? discovering, okay, this, this on this map, it's it's a post uh, post box or a mailbox. What's it say over here? What's the corresponding text here? Um, and then the combat is fun, fighting against the different critters that you're going up against. Um, is it deterministic, or are you rolling dice? It's with with card. Well, there are there are dice okay. that go into your skill checks, but to make yourself better at those skill checks, you can play cards as long as you have the right cards. So that's where that comes into the more of you have a little bit more control over than just simply rolling some dice. If you've kept your the right cards for the certain skill checks, or um, you know you can have your teammate pass you cards as part of one of your actions, um, you can have the right cards to help you really improve your chances of your skill checks. Oh. Yeah. And the overall aesthetic of the game is great. They did a great job with all of the components and the, the illustrations and graphic design to convey this post-apocalyptic world. It's it's a really well done project. And I know you said you might not have been an RPG kind of guy, but it sounds like this is one of those games that is blurring the line between where do you have a board game and an RPG? Kind of. What I will say about this, though, is that it's all, you know, there's no any kind of improvising or real mm-hmm. creation on your part right. there's definitely you are playing roles as these mice and you right. can read the text um in your own voices as you want to as when it comes to the story um so yeah and that with that regards definitely more uh, structured more uh, maybe not on rails but more structured than an rpg yeah definitely i got a question for you go for it you did a you did a video with jerry hawthorne <laughs> A long time ago. It was please only less than a year ago. Please tell me you were going for the Between Two Ferns thing. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Steve, you, <laughs> if you like Between Two Ferns, have you ever seen? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I know, yeah, I know that. Spencer does a dead drop Between Two Ferns with the... That's great. And, and what I, what, where, where I wasn't sure is because Jerry's reactions were so authentic. It looked like he was like, what is this guy? Well, this guy? here's the funny thing is because they were authentic. So they were authentic. I didn't tell him anything. Like, I said, this is the idea of what I'm going for. Like, I want to do a between two ferns style thing, but I'm not going to let you know any of the questions that I'm asking. Nice. I want it to be completely 100% authentic. So wow. his reactions are real. Like you, you were talking to him about the mice, but you kept interrupting him and never letting him get the answer. And he's like, well, this is what I think you should say about the mice. Yeah. I think the question was about why Jerry Hawthorne always uses mice in his games or yeah. something like that. I, I start off the interview quoting Batman Begins. So Right, right. Batman Begins. Yeah. Like, hey, there's Mr. Mice? there's the Mr. Sean checking in. Hey, we haven't talked to you in a while, Sean. Hope everything is going well. Hopefully the school year Ended up uh, fantastic for I haven't talked to him in a while, so we'll have to visit with him. All right, so, Spencer, that is Aftermath from Plathead Games, designed by Jerry Hawthorne, and you get a thumbs up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm allowed to, I'd give it two thumbs up. <laughs> that is fine with me. All right, we're bringing in our other guest here, Verla, the, the board game ambassador. Verla, you got your food? You ready to play a board game? Um, hey, can you hear me now? There we are, yes. Yeah, you know, Hi. Verla, hey. 
Berla okay. Spencer, Spencer Berla. So Hello. Berla, we've been we've been chatting with Spencer about some board games that he's played recently, but it's time for us to play a board game. You good with that? Yeah, let's go. Spencer, you did reasonably well the last time you were on the show. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Be generous. You, you did reasonably that's, well. That's very generous. But this is a chance for you to really knock it out the park. Okay, so, I'm right. You, you sat very close to someone who did really well on <laughs> oh, that. That's true. Episode. That's true. There was another person there who was knocking out. So, the name father is going to tell the chat crew and Spencer how the game is played because we've got All a right. twist tonight. This is like a uh, a mashup of medium and just one. With medium, you get two words presented, and, and BJ is going to present them to the four of us. Chat don't get to see it necessarily, um, but we'll try to come up with. Uh, well, the chat will get to see it, but but they won't see our responses. He'll give us two words. We, the four of us, have to tell each other what our medium would be—a word that links the two of them together. And I was telling Spencer beforehand, it could be things that are the, the example they give in medium, of um, of uh, sand and taco. And you could come up with a medium of shell for something like that. So we'll come you up with could. those. You could. BJ won't, but you could. Um, and we'll come up with four. And then if we match, we'll like just one style, knock the ones that are copies out. And when then the chat crew will jump in trying to guess what we have, and people will get points if they match up with us. And maybe at the end of all of this, we can crown a winner who will who will gain bragging rights or, or maybe something else maybe but, something else maybe something else maybe an intra, extra entry or two into our contest to win uh deep vents wow uh, i'm bringing it back around that'd be very cool yeah deep vents from red raven games spencer's been doing uh red raven games week over there on the lighten up initiative here's your chance play medium with us chat crew and mm -hmm. you've got a chance maybe to get some extra entries to win a Red Raven crew. Of course, we'll have to set you up with Spencer so you can work out all the details. I've got in my hands, Steve, Yep. medium second sight, the expansion, so we can bring out some new words, because I know you and Berla have memorized all the other ones. In order. All right, so Spencer, do you have any questions about the game? Um, can we start? Let's That's do it. Uh, <laughs> right off the top, I'm just, I'm just drawing two random cards. Let's see what we got. Okay, so... You'll have to bounce over to the host chat. Hopefully right. you can do that, Spencer and Berlin, mm -hmm. right? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, I'm going to give the two words to you guys, right? Okay. Not to the chat crew yet, right? Not yet. We'll put ours in, and then you can tell them what they are, and then they'll try and match up with us, right? Or do I tell them now? Well, don't yeah. tell them now because they'll start typing, and we haven't put our answers in Oh, yet. yeah, exactly right. Okay, so let's do that then. All right, so... Here are the two words. Yeah, because I think we did that before, and they were putting up a. And they were guessing already. before we were even done. <clears throat> All right, so chat crew, I've got the two words locked into to the um, to our game players here. I'm going to look at this. Um, hmm. Oh, this is ooh. not. This is a tough one right off the bat, there, Steve. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, something instantly. And, and if we stay the same thing, and we we lock them out. All right. Um, let me see. Wow. I am struggling for one here. Let's see. Um, when you struggle, you know, go with the gut on it. Usually. Yes, I know. I know. All right. So mine All is right. boring, but I'm going to type mine in three, two, one, two. type them in. All right. So, ch so chat crew, here are your two words. The two words are cow and sink. And we're looking for the medium of cow and sink. Wait, did I screw that up? No. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you got it. That's right. Okay. You got it. Okay. We've locked See, in our we've locked in our words. And if you can match up with any one of our words, and guess what? All none of us matched up. So you got four chances to win on this round. Four chances to win. All right, Chakru. Uh, you know what? I forgot about the delay. We may have to give out the words early because we did forget about the delay. It takes the mm-hmm. Chakru a little that's, time to see these. So Spencer Stahl. Okay. Um, what should I sing? Uh, yes. We need a song. Oh, there we go. Too late. People are starting to enter. Oh, we missed out on the Spencer song. Okay. So Kelly Kelly says Patty. Oh, Patty. Uh, Alex has Tank. Tank. Cow and sink. Cow Tank. A tank. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, let's see what else we got. Faucet. Uh, Thomas's Thomas. faucet. I, man, I was trying to think of something funny with faucet. And I just couldn't. I couldn't pull it. So. Yes. Oh, I think we've got. Oh, Nick. Nick is the Nick is the best at medium. I'm telling you, this guy, Nick Shipley from 90 Second Nerd, Spencer. He is just amazing. He he wins every week. It seems like he's got another good one. Farmhouse matches. Uh, kitchen is not a match, Adam. Farmhouse matched up with Verla. Yep. So that's that uh, a good. point for Verla and a point for uh, Nick. If you can track that, so. Kelly was on the Kelly was moving on the right track toward yours, BJ. Patty. Yeah, I guess I guess not a bad one. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Tipping. Uh, milk. <laughs> what what yeah. is this, Alex? I don't know what this is. Milk tank is a Pokemon. <laughs> milk tank is a Pokemon. I don't okay. know that one. All right. So we do have a uh, one person getting a point. We is have that right? somebody. Nick's, Nick's got a point. All right, so we'll go with Nick. So here's our – we'll go ahead. Uh, Spencer, what was your word? Uh, my word was spill. Verla? Just... Mine was farmhouse. Steven? I was close with Spencer. He had spilled and I had milk. Yeah, y'all were, y'all were close. And I had mud. You know, I was thinking the, the cow will sink into the mud. Very, very terrible. Very terrible. All right. All right. So that's just our practice round on medium. Not really. Oh, but Nick still gets the point. <clears throat> yeah, he still gets the point. And it, we, we need the practice, but Nick gets the point. If you can track Verla, I want to see if uh, – See which one of you three can come up with more matches because I will not. All right, are we ready for these two? I don't two ones. All right, so let's get, let's give it out. Do I want to give it out now and and for the delay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Give so it a try. Just don't check the public chat yet. Okay. Right until you stay until you the host chat until we do it. Here are the two words. Your clues are, your words are, banjo, and ancient. Banjo and ancient. Banjo and Ancient. Ooh, these are tough. Man, maybe we shouldn't play with the expansion. That's some tough words. Oh, I like this one. Banjo and Ancient. Oh, she's got something already, huh? Banjo and Ancient. Banjo and Ancient. A banjo is a musical instrument, right? That is correct. Wow. Banjo and Ancient. All right. Not loving it, but you I got something. Play one, DJ? All right, three, two. No, I never played the banjo. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Ah, some good ones. Ooh. All right. So no matches. Chat crew, you've got four. What'd you think of that one, Spencer? Was that a tough one for you? Yes, it was. You you look like you were. You look like you were thinking though. The wheels were turning. I was thinking. Yeah. Um. But they. I need some oil or something to get those wheels going. Oh, we got a match already. No, 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 no. no, I almost went with Alex. Almost. But I didn't. Oh, look at this. That's some good clues. An old movie, Deliverance, with the banjo. Oh, that's good. I like that, Mr. Sean and Thomas. That would have been good. Abby says bluegrass. Hey, we got Abby playing in the hey, background. Hey, there we go. Adam's got it. <clears throat> oh, Adam's got a. He does. He's got a match. Adam's with got a match. 
So. Yeah, he's got Steve with a match with loot. Very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are so close on some of these. I like the deliverance one. Can I steal that one? I like that one. I would have no. thought of that. No. Now, I like Nick's, too. Nick, Nick's thinking, man, old school. Steve Martin. Yeah, that was good. Crazy hats, and he's playing the banjo. Nicely done, Nick. He's got um, what the Stone Canyon Rangers now, where it's it's uh, he's playing the banjo. He's playing the banjo with the band. Yep. All right, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yours. Bitter does not look so close. Bitter does not look good. Yeah, it's so close. But you know, a lyre would have been would have been an ancient banjo. I can see what he's going with that. Although it's a lyre more like a harp. Yeah, more like a harp. It's more like a harp. Yeah. All right, Nick and Adam have points. Okay, so we're going to go with our uh, – so, Spencer, what was your clue? Um, Appalachia. Yes, very good. Ancient Hills of Appalachia, yep. and we've got the banjo. Berla? Mine was Willie. I was thinking Willie Nelson. You're thinking Willie Nelson? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I went with Dobro. I was just trying to think of an older musical instrument. So, yeah, I'm struggling here. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so ready for number three? I think so. I'm ready. All right, so who's in the lead right now? Still Nick? It's Nick and Adam tied with one. All right, here we go. Here are your clues, chat crew. Oh, I like this one. Angry Volcano. Angry Volcano. I like it. All right, tell me when you guys are ready because I already have mine. I'm ready. Let me just type mine in. Not quiet. All right. I think I'm a misspelling, so let me figure that. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, hit it. <clears throat> okay, so we got. Um... <laughs> oh, is that a match? Not the match. It's not because he went. He went from a different way. I was going from the. I don't want to give a clue to what I was saying. <laughs> okay, so I'm not sure what yours is, Spencer. So I'm gonna. I thought it was more like the other one, but no, it's not. Not the same thing. No, uh, mine's not like his. Okay, all right, <clears throat> all right. And Verla's, I love yours. Very nicely done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That one. Very you know what? I'm not gonna check on. I'm not gonna click on public. I'm gonna predict that Verla is gonna have a match on this one. I'm gonna let's see. Let's see if I'm right. <clears throat> oh, oh, Kelly. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, you got to give it to me. Yes. She matched up with me. Do we? Do we really? <laughs> Come on, Verla. She's, that is a direct match. Oh, my God. All right, so who we got here? Let's see. Um, I was too young for that. Sean, Sean says Joe. There, it's, look at this. They know the reference. I love it. I don't care if I get the points or not, but I think the, I think that's a match. We're close. We're going to tell you guys in just a second, but uh, you know what? I guess we'll go ahead and reveal it. So uh, what were our four clues here? Spencer? Mine was Volcar from Fireball Island. Oh, Volcar. Who is angry okay. that his heart was stolen. Yeah, that was a good one. I forgot about Fireball Island. Verla? Mine was Mordor, but Nick, I almost said Helens. I was thinking St. Helens, but that was two words. Mm-hmm. Nick had Krakatoa, which is what I should have thought of because I love that book. I don't know if you guys have read that book. Um, that is a that is a great book. Nope. Steve, I had Vulcan, but I was thinking of the god of 
volcanoes and yeah. being angry. So you, and it was only because I couldn't spell Hephaestus. You're thinking um, of the hammer guy, right? Vulcan? So, yeah, right. Got yeah. it. Okay. But my second choice would have been sacrifice. Adam Adam had a good you know, Adam and I are in sync there. And I clearly had the best one, which was watching Joe versus Volcano full pr- BJ watching Joe versus Volcano full price at the movies. I almost walked out of that. We paid full price, my wife and I, and it was the worst movie, I've, one of the worst movies I've ever seen at the movie theater. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, Kel- well, Kelly, we'll have correct to share me on that. Some stories about about walking out of movies. Oh, that was that was so bad. I think that one and Electric Dreams are the only two movies I've ever walked out of i don't think we stayed for the end of uh joe versus volcano it was really bad thank and you i'm assuming to spell hephaestus thank <clears> you i'm assuming mr sean that's what you were talking about joe versus the volcano right tom hanks and joe so. versus the volcano i might be wrong they might be thinking of castaway or something different so i won't claim the points but if they'll be honest and let us know if that's what they were thinking of joe versus the volcano we'll see because uh, we are playing medium not just one where it's not just one word it's the yep. medium style where it's you know right. it's the one thing right all right, so what <clears throat> you guys are ready for the next one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. Mm, interesting. Wings and sailboat. Wings and sailboat. Mm. Wings and sailboat. Mm, man, wings and sailboat. Oh, I know where I want to go with this one, but I don't think I can make it fit. And I bet Steve knows where I'm trying to go with this one. But I don't think I can make it fit. Mm-mm. Wings and sailboat. Mm. Wings and sailboat. So you guys, you guys have something? No. Hmm? No? Yeah. Right, let me make you think. Nothing, Verla? No? I've got something. I'm not okay. good. Wings and sailboat. Um. <clears throat> All right, are we ready? Typing, BJ. Are you still typing? No, no, no. I was hearing all of your typing because I'm <laughs> sure you're going on for three lines of something that was a story from your your junior child, junior high school days. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. All right, yeah. I've got something. It's not my best. All, all right, right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, I like Burla's. <laughs> I like Spencer's. I like oh, it. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, actually, I was trying to think of that. And that, that that's a good one. That is a good one. All right. So what we got there? Uh, um, what we got here? Everybody? Oh, right off the bat. It's, it's like, like they know okay. each other. Who's like me, though? Anytime you hear the word seagulls, don't you think of Yoda now? Isn't like an automatic matchup to anybody? <laughs> no. No? Have you all seen that video yet? No. Bad lip reading with the seagulls and Yoda? No, I don't want okay. to look up. Okay. When we finish the show, watch the bad lip reading version of Yoda singing the seagull song. I know those three concepts don't match up, but it's really, really funny. Okay. That's great. Anybody else? Uh, see, now if, now that I think about it, I would have put Yoda, which would have been you know way, way off the, <laughs> way off the course. Is that the only only guess? It was a was it that tough or are we just? There's a bunch of guesses out there. Seeing us, there's only one hit, I think. Only one match. Look yeah, at yeah. this. See, Alex says highly recommend. I like mm-hmm. it. I know, Nick. I'm, I'm mad at myself. I should have. That should have been my clue. 
That really should have been my clue. We have. Oh wait! Oh, I wasn't seeing all these. Uh, I missed all these. Okay, so what do we got here? Uh, is steampunk with this one or with? Yeah, is that right? I don't think so. Was it? Catamaran. Hey, Thomas and Nick. That's actually one. That was my the first thing that came to my head, and of course I instantly dismissed it because that would be a obvious one. You know, what I mean, catamaran. That would be a winning one. Why would I put that? Yep. Uh, albatross parasailing. I think we only have the one match. All right, just one match. All right, so Spencer, what was your what was yours? Mine. Uh, into staying in for one more round because we don't want. I mean, Abby's. We want to stay in in uh, her good graces. She appreciated being on the last, uh, seeing Alex on the last time. We got to get her back. We have to redeem ourselves. Yeah, one of these times. Mine. <laughs> Mine was flying fish. Flying fish. Yes. Yep. So if I had said Disney, would that have mattered to you? Would that have picked anything up to you, Spencer, with Flying Fish? Mm. No. The Flying Fish Cafe? No. Okay. Sorry. Because no. that was my other clue. But I was like, okay, that's so far out there. Nobody's going to get it. Verla. Uh, seagull. Seagull. So Verla got another match. Steve? Mm -hmm. I had wind. Flying. Just thinking that the wings. Wings in a sailboat. Yeah. The, that's a good mm -hmm. one. That is yeah. good. Yeah. He was going to say it and we were all going to get canceled out yeah that was a good one yeah i mean you got to think about it you got to think about not uh, canceling out with anybody else it's called just one medium spencer for a reason that's yep right. that's right that was a reference to sticks bj <laughs> sticks and paul mccartney and wings oh okay. <laughs> come sail away and paul mccartney and wings and i was trying to fit chris uh what's his name chris chris um chris gosh oh, shoot uh, the sale, Christopher sailing, Cross. Christopher Cross. That's it. I, I couldn't figure out a way to do the trifecta. So, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Are we ready? Get ready. I've got the two new words. What do we got? Shadow and London. Shadow and London. Hmm. Hmm. Shadow and London. I think I have one, man. Okay. All right. I got mine. All right. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if anybody matches on this one. Are we ready? Type it in. Three, two, one, go. Oops. I think we're all ahead of BJ. I was on the wrong uh, side. So did mine come in or not? No, oh. not seeing yours. I'm not. Okay. Oh, I, I think we have to say. All right. Hold on one second. Oh, we're getting hit. For some reason, it didn't work. It. Uh, let me try it again. All right. So we got. Uh... <laughs> All right. We good? No. Nope. Yep. No matches between the four of us. I don't. Oh, Steve. I like what you're thinking there. You're gonna have to figure out whether there are matches to that, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, I didn't say that part. Uh, she's got. Chris Cross, like the rappers? She was thinking Christopher Cross. Oh, okay. She was helping us out. She Christopher Cross on the last clue. Okay. So Jack the Ripper, I think, is a match for you. Is that right, Steve? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. And the first person to say – I said Jack. First person who said Ripper was Thomas. Yeah. I'm okay if you had put Jack the Ripper. So oh, okay. Because I mean, right. that's not one of the words. Remember, this is not just one. It's not just one this word. This is just one medium. Yeah. So I think that means that Nicholas gets my point. Yeah, uh, Thomas has 
uh, Ripper, yeah, but he was behind Nick. But Kelly Jean did match up with Spencer's, I mean, with Verla's tower. Okay, now were y'all texting each other, Verla? I promise we're not. Spencer, this is her mom, by the way. So <laughs> just making sure that there's no improprieties. We're like one soul and two bodies. Oh, wait. Abby's back in. Abby is back in. All right. Um, Jack, which was what I said. I mean, are you giving points to everybody that matches with you or just um, the first person? Just the first person who says it. But Aww. it's up to you to decide whether Ripper counts because I said Jack. Yeah, I'm okay with Ripper. I'm okay with Ripper. I would give uh, – I'm a friendly guy, Spencer. I would give points to everybody that said Ripper. You don't have to tell me you're friendly. I knew that <laughs> first time I met you. <laughs> it's true. Dice Tower Con. You know? <laughs> um, nobody matched with mine. Dang it. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is. Why do It doesn't exist. Yeah, Benetric Cumbersnitch. <laughs> I think I think I'm close to his name, right? <laughs> sure. And he Very plays cool. Sherlock Holmes. He casts a large shadow in all of his uh, in all of his movies. He's he's actually a fantastic actor. I love him in a uh, in Sherlock's work. What's that? I really love Benetrick's work. <laughs> <laughs> Benetrick Cumbersnitch. Nobody nobody had Benedict Cumberbatch. No, they did not. No points. That's right. No points. Big Ben was. Is, Kelly got points on that one. I don't think Big Ben. Big Ben would have been a good one, though, right? That would have been good. Yeah. Spencer, Big Ben. I, I think. I almost picked Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did I. I went with I because I shadow the London Eye. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's my, really good. My second choice was the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would get that one. <laughs> Not me. All right. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Let me get over in the host chat. Oh, yeah. Let me get to the other one. I think that's what it was. I, I had typed my word in the wrong chat, so that's why oh, it okay. wasn't showing for you guys. But I had never hit a return. All right. Here's the next one. Ready? Hook and eraser. Hook and eraser. Hook and eraser. Jeez. Hook and eraser. Man. Where's Chris Kirkman? These are really hard words in this expansion, man. Maybe we're supposed to take some of them expansion and mix it with the original words because these are these are tough. Hook and eraser. Hook and eraser. Yeah, we heard you. (laughs) We still don't know what to type. I'll just say it a couple more times. It'll help us. Eraser and hook. Oh, oh, well, that that flips Does it. That yeah. All right, Spencer, right. you got. One? I do. You're gonna. You oh. might not understand what I'm. Oh, I love those. No, those yeah. are my favorites. Okay. Wait, wait. How do you spell crumper snitch? <laughs> with a, with a V. So, Steve, yeah. you got yours. You ready? Um, I, yeah, I got something. All right. I got nothing, Three. guys. No, you're still you're still like, thinking, Berlin. Seriously, nothing. All right. Come on, we got plenty of time. Find something, Tolkien. All you right, Spencer, get the ukulele. Let's go. Uh, Throw it out. I got my mandolin. Oh, really? Yeah, Ooh, I'm little, learning. Uh, can Can you play any um, Diamond no. Rio? No. no. Okay, no Diamond Rio. <laughs> I'm still okay. learning. Okay. Burley, you got some? It's terrible, but yeah. The if the more right terribler, the more better. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Type it in. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I love it. 
All right. And I'm guaranteeing no one's going to match up with mine. Um, I think it's a hook and eraser. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me, Spencer, because I'm not okay. picking it up. That's good. I want to hear about it. Uh, yes. Now, Steve, you're playing the game correctly, so yes. I get exactly what I get what it is. All right, what do we got here? Um, uh, let's see. Meat. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Sean's. Where's Mr. Sean? The Gong Show. Oh, I like that hook and eraser. Nice. Yep. I, I got in my head Gene, Gene, the dancing the machine. The dancing machine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, I think Alex likes that uh, character, Gene, Gene, the dancing machine. Wow. Are we going Kono Yo on this one? Zero? It's going to be a. Kono Yo. Zero matches. Bubkis. Bubkis. Wow. I like Miklos. Captain Hook and School. Captain Hook and School. That would be a good one. All right. So I think I think we're gonna be tough. Steve, what was yours? I had hand. Hand like, makes you know, sense. Hand yeah, hook, you, hand you racer. With your hand and you know on the chalkboard and hook in place of a hand, perhaps. Verla, I'm gonna give you the spotlight. What was yours? Mine's polyjuice potion, and that has nothing to do with hooks. Eraser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that one. All right, and, yet it's, and yet it's not 70s bands that did not suck. So <laughs> that is still true. Spencer, what was yours? Okay, so if I'm playing wrong, let me know. But mine was mine was serial killer. We will let you know. <laughs> I was serial killer because of the old the serial killer, the guy with the hook for a hand, right? Stalking people. And whenever you kill somebody, they disappear. You erase them. You erase them. Yes, I get it. Erase from existence. <laughs> Never a chance at a match, but I get it. I totally get it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Nick says, "What was that, Verla?" <laughs> All right. What was? I forgot what mine was. What was mine? Oh, mine was songwriter. Yeah, like the songwriter writes a hook. You gotta have a hook, and you better have an eraser. You can't fall in love with the lyric. You wow. cannot fall in love with the lyric. You gotta have an eraser. Hate That's to say tough. it. Oh, by the way, this was my second choice was David Lynch. I just, Thomas, I couldn't tie David Lynch to hook, though. I, ju I, I just couldn't get a good David Lynch to hook. So I, I just gave it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's where I was going. I was going with Eraserhead. So yep. that would have been mine. All right, let's go. There we go. Some of these animals are two years old. Are you ready? Baby <laughs> and Bigfoot. Baby <laughs> and Bigfoot. Oh. This game is ridiculous. <laughs> Kirkman, this game is ridiculous. Baby and Bigfoot. Baby and Bigfoot. What? Oh, man. What do we have with that one? Baby and Bigfoot. Baby and Bigfoot. Baby and Bigfoot. All right. <sighs> baby. Wait, let me reverse Bigfoot. it. Yeah, Bigfoot. And baby, let me see if that helps. Oh, okay. Bigfoot and baby. Okay. There is definitely a better answer than what I put, but I still like it. All right, let me. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 
We've lost PJ. This has nothing to do with Swampcast. This is BJ just amusing himself because somebody has to be amused. You're blending, it out. you're blending in with your shirt too much, BJ. Oh, I'm trying to remember what what's the name of the movie. Um, okay, I can't I can't remember it, so I'll just have to finish it out. All right, are we ready? Three, two, one, type it in. Sure. I can't remember the name of the movie. What? Big, that's fantastic. I can't remember the name of the movie. Well, I just can't think of it right now. All right. So, uh, oh, Spencer. Spencer, I like yours. That's a great one, man. I remember that one. That's a good one. Ah, uh, Steve. Steve's is good. Yes, thank you, Verla. I just cannot remember. Okay. I was almost there, Steve. Yeah, Verla. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I was going to do yours if I didn't do mine. But with okay. three three more seconds, and you would have gone with Steve's, I think, right, Verla? Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, chat crew. What do we have out here? Where where are we on this? These, uh, uh, Ooh, I like Sean's. Gr- Grop? What what is that? Harry Potter. He's the giant in the woods who's the immature brother of Hagrid. Oh, Grop. Mm. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I also like Furby. <laughs> a similar vibe there, Alex. A different a, a different universe, but a similar vibe. Yeah, not bad. And Cryptid, actually, that's pretty good. The game is all about mm-hmm. finding that Bigfoot, right? Now, the baby part, I'm not sure. Yeah. Nick gets uh, the Oh, look at that, Spencer. There He's got go. it. Yeah, very nice. You matched up with Spencer. Nice. Interesting. Nick with an interesting <laughs> teenage wolf. That's good. All right, I think that's uh, – oh, yeah, look, he's giving you credit there, uh, Verla. Hey, thanks, Sean. All right, so Spencer, what was your clue? My clue was the Hendersons. Yep. Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. That's a good classic TV show. Verla? Chewbacca. Chewbacca and Steve. I went with Ewok. Ewoks, yeah, the baby one. Yeah. Let's see if I remember mine. Mine was me taking Patrick Swayze's place in Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Baby and Bigfoot, right? I love it. All right. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, you got time for a few more, Spencer? Oh, absolutely. Making sure. I want to run. I'm here as long as you want. All right, we'll we'll have you out of here by one. Don't worry. All right, so uh, I'm going to skip this one. Uh, No, maybe you guys will like it. Afraid and Racket. Afraid and Racket. All right, so Chaku, we're playing just one medium. You're trying to match up, and if you can score more points than anyone else, you just might have a chance. You'll get a little bit more chances to win Red Raven's new game called Deep Vents, courtesy of our friends Spencer Williams from the Lighten Up Initiative. Afraid and Racket. All right. I've got one. Anybody still thinking? We we do single. We don't. We're not limited to single words. We're limited. We can do a phrase. It's a concept. Yeah. A it's concept. A, it's a concept. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And if you're the host of the show, you can type a sentence if you want. So. Yeah. A run-on sentence. You, you can. Long. You can rely on Verla to finish the sentence if you can't remember the the name of the movie. That Jennifer movie. You knew what I was talking about, though. The Jennifer. <laughs> yes. All right. Ready. Yeah, I got it. Three, two, one. 
Ah, see, yeah, Spencer, you and I were thinking the same. Uh, somebody I wouldn't want to be across. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Any matches here? Nope. <clears throat> Ideas, but not matches. Yeah, you were close, Alex. You were close to getting a couple of them. Mine dates me, of course, but uh, let's see. <laughs> Thomas saying nobody puts Bigfoot in the corner. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I got no comment. That's just funny, Thomas. Thomas gets it. Yeah. We should get bonus points for that. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking that you know, racketeering, you know, I was gonna I was gonna go toward the mob too, and I was trying to think of a good one with a with it, but I just couldn't come up with one. Adam's got the vibe of mine. Yeah. I think that's point for Adam for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you. There. I have mine as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Verla, what was your clue? Mine was intruder. Anybody came close to that? Oh, Spencer, look at this, Sean. Mr. Sean with the three pointer at the buzzer. What was your clue, Spencer? John McEnroe. John McEnroe. No, that's not Which, how you spell it, by the way. <laughs> the only reason why I know who that is is there was that that angry show. Do you remember that? That was mm-hmm. back in the is like you had to do something and they trying to keep your heart rate down, and it was John McEnroe yelling at you. Yeah, I went with the frayed and racket, and I went if I'm standing across the net from Boris Becker, you know, hitting 120 mile an hour serve. So, but that that's probably. And I almost said Serena Williams along that exact same line. Ah, anybody can track with that? Yep. Any points there? Uh, we got a couple of points there, Steve. Yeah, right? no, we got points. Adam. Adam said noise, and that was the same thing I had with loud noise. Very and nice. it was um, Mr. Sean. I think those are the two, though. All right. Oh, we've got an a board game appropriate one here. As my batteries went out. Oops. Sorry about that. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Saturn and dice. Saturn and dice. All right. Are we ready? You guys all have it? Steve, you still thinking? No, I think I got it. Three, two, one, go. (laughs) All right. So my first one wasn't really the one. (laughs) Oh, Steve, I like yours. Verla. Oh, Verla, that's a good one. Yours, Verla. I like it. Spencer, of course you did that one. Very nice. Of course. That's a great choice, though. Great choice. I, I got a feeling we're going to get some matches on this one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a board game show, right? Oh, that's an obvious one. Oh, how did we miss that? No one got that one? That is obvious. Oh. That's what I wrote. I, did you? Wrote, I wrote one word. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed that. No, Thomas oh, yeah. gets that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thomas matched up with you. <laughs> oh, I like this one from Mr. Sean. Terrifying. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that's cool. All right. Uh, Adam, very nice, but we are playing a board game show. This is a board game show. <laughs> very nice. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting, Nick. Merchants and Venus. I think if you dig a little deeper. <clears throat> um, all right. So let's uh, let's call it. Spencer, what was yours? Mine was Empires of the Void 2. One or two? One, two is the one I've played, but... There's dice and it's in space. 
Very nice. Verla? Space Base. Just played it yesterday. Space Base, of course. Steve? I had Galaxy, so Roll for the Galaxy counts on mine. Roll for the Galaxy was perfect. Yep. Yep. And I went with, uh, what did I go with? Dennis Lick. <laughs> no, I went with Alien Frontiers. Alien Frontiers. All right, one more. Sure. How are we doing? Is there still a chance for somebody to win? Yeah, no, we're close. And even it, even giving um, half points each for Joe and Tom Hanks for Joe versus the volcano. Right now, <laughs> Kelly's got a half point lead. Very nice. Very nice. For Adam and Nick and Sean's got one and a half there too. So there's there's room. Ooh. All right. Double points for the last one. Ooh, ooh okay. interesting. All right. Or everybody that matches gets a point. Ooh. No, you want to just go with double points for the last one. Oh, I like right. the double points, though. Okay, ready? I do like that one. All right, what do we got? Cartoon and wine. It's your last chance to win a chance at uh, Deep Vince. Cartoon and wine. Hmm. Thinking caps on, people. Cartoon and wine. It's our last one. We need to knock it out the park. Cartoon and wine. Huh. Let me think here. Cartoon and wine. I'm going to show my age in a big, big way on this one. Hmm. Cartoon and wine. I got only one thing, man. <clears throat> I am struggling. Spencer, you got something? I got something. Not quite. Still thinking? Okay. Oh, cartoon and wine. I got mine in, so I'm going to start peeking at what the chat's saying. Wine and cartoon. Cartoon and wine. All right. All right, Verla. You're not, even though they're not good, we're just going to have to. And I can't get it out. Yeah, you can't pick it up, huh? <laughs> cartoon and wine. There are some good ones already. Oh yeah. Okay. No, look, I got mine in already. I haven't. I haven't entered yet. But I'm. All right, Verla. Type it in. Three, two, one. Oh, nice. Ah, oh, forgot about that one. Oh, Steve, good job. I've got that. <clears throat> I don't know that one. You're gonna have to explain that one to me. <laughs> All right. I want to make sure I heard you. You're saying cartoon and wine, wine, right? Yes. 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 So let's see what we got here. Uh, We got. um, (laughs) Good. Nicholas is complaining about the connection. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yep. I agree with you there. I like Nick's. Oh, this is good. I love that one. Good job, Thomas. I like that one. Marge's sisters. Oh, I get the reference. That's good. Yep. That's very good. Uh, okay. Like Kelly's too. I've never seen Rick and Morty, so I, I you know, I don't know. Betty Boop, she worked in the uh, speakeasy or the dance hall or something like that, right? Ah, yeah. yeah. I had a brief blip of Betty Boop, and then I thought she doesn't drink wine. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. The Wolf in the Cafe. Yep. Heavy metal, the like the the cartoon, yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, I think that's about it. Uh, no other guesses. All right, so Steve, tell us what yours was. I had from from way back in the uh, Laugh Olympics days of the seventies. I had Grape Ape. I remember Grape Ape well. Yep. All right, Verla. 
I completely blanked. I got nothing. You had space base, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've got. All right. Spencer, what you got? I should have gone with nothing probably. Uh, I have Hiccup. Hiccup was good. I like that. Cause, cause I'm thinking like, I'm thinking about all the old Looney Tunes and whatnot when you got yeah. a drunk guy hiccuping. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm tracking with you now. But, okay. You know, every time they had a drunk guy in the cartoons, he would, he would fall down. He would hiccup and bubbles would come out. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what was mine? Mine was uh, Hercules. So that's the Disney movie Hercules, right? And there's the scene with him, you know, drinking the wine. And uh, anyway, and he's got the little sippy cups and all that. So I did really terrible. Not a, not a good way to end the show, but I mean, to end the game. But uh, all right, Steve, so tell us who was the big winner. Well, if we include Joe versus the volcano. Which we should. Which, which I, you know, following the, you know, doing the dutiful job here of being the producer to the host. Um, Kelly ends up with two and a half points. Very and nice. Combined with two each. Very nice. So Kelly will get uh, you in touch with Spencer, Woo. so you can right. get now. Kelly, you're still going to have to do all the things that the other people in the contest will do. Spencer, you know, like the page and all that. But we'll put the two of you together so that uh, that you can work on that. And Verla, I'm going to send you back down and thank you as always for playing yeah. the game. Uh, sorry, we space base was the way you ended on it, but you had a lot of other good. Comments from the last one, still. Hang out, Verla. We'll talk all to right. you soon. See you guys. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly is pleased. I know how that happened. So, what'd you think about uh, just one medium there, Spencer? That was fun, uh, a little tricky, um, but I felt felt like some of my answers were kind of clever. Oh, I liked them; they were good. You're right on target. Yeah, you were going for a mix of clever and then obvious. But if you're too obvious, then we're going to get matched out. But you it's know, a mix of clever and obvious. And actually playing the game. <laughs> actually, That's I, helpful too. I played the game more than I usually do that time. I tried. You play with the game. <laughs> Sometimes, Spencer, you play just one medium for yourself. That's all there is to it. Just for the shtick. Right. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> it explains a lot of them, a lot of the answers. All right, board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. I want to thank my guest, Spencer Williams, who I haven't seen in a while, Spencer, but uh, hopefully I'm going to see you again. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about the Lighten Up Initiative, or more about some of the stuff you do on your videos, how can they get in touch with you? Well, there's several ways. Um, you can find me on social media. Twitter is at hey underscore lighten up because lighten up was already taken. So I'm like saying, hey, lighten up. Um, Facebook.com slash hey lighten up. Um, actually, I've got a website now. It's lightenupinitiative.com. It's got all my videos there and um, some contact information there. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gumbo. It helps us to get out the word out of all of our upcoming guests and shows. I am BJ from Board Game Gumbo. I want to thank Steve, the name father, for producing the games, and, of course, Spencer for coming, for coming in. And until next time, Spencer, laissez le bon temps rouler. And, hey, don't take the board game hobby too seriously. Just lighten, lighten up. Lighten up. That's right. I like it. Do you like an Imperial Stout with your favorite heavy hero? 
How about a New England IPA with the latest thematic treasure? I'm Jake. And I'm Danielle. And Draft Mechanic is the podcast about board games, craft beer, and anything we can do to tie the two together. We've got reviews of hobby board games, the 411 on craft beer styles, news, and history, and every episode we put a different game on tap so you know exactly what brews to reach for when you pull it off the shelf. So sit back, relax, grab a pint, and we'll see you back here every other Monday and at draftmechanic.net for another round.